Hi, I'm James. I'm Kyle. I'm Mitch. And I'm Jeff. And I'm Pop Stupid. This is a podcast where we find a movie everyone in the world has seen, except Jeff. We ask about what he knows, and then watch the film to fill in the blanks. Tonight's movie? Alien. That's right. <laughs> we are doing Alien, and it's going to be wonderful. Finally, Alien. After after weeks of Alien jokes, we are finally going to see Alien. So, what do you know about this movie, Jeff? Other um, than everything. There's an alien and well, a Sigourney Weaver. Did you know that in space... No one no, can hear you scream. Is there the alien and Sigourney Weaver the same person? I don't think so. Are you sure? But it could be a deep psychological horror that causes her to split into the alien. But then that would probably be more of an anime than anything else. That's definitely how this movie goes. Oh, oh my god, he picked it up. God damn it. So, what is the setting... Um, space. Advanced, Fucking say space. <laughs> advanced future space, but not like super glossy future space. It's a lot more Star Wars worn in kind of stuff. It's if 1970s became space. No, there's not nearly enough LeMay and Lucite. Terminator space. No, this is like 1970s as it really was, not 1970s as portrayed in film. Right. Oh, okay. Uh, they not, actually did a pretty good job. Not 1970s science fiction space, but 1970s. We shot somebody to the moon space. Right. Yeah. 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 Who are the characters? Uh, well, there's an alien. Uh-huh. And there's Sigourney Weaver. What's the alien's name? Um, I believe oh it's God. Martha Smith. No, no, Martha Taylor. S Taylor Smith. Oh, Taylor wait, Smith. Wait, wait, no, it's Taylor Smith. It's called a xenomorph. No, she wasn't born yet. The, I don't they know. don't even know it's a xenomorph until the second movie. Yeah, I don't yeah. think they actually oh, really? use the term xenomorph until aliens. Yeah. Right. And here's the thing. Like, a xenomorph is not the name of that specific alien. It is the name of a alien type, as they are describing it. Hmm. Right. Well, yeah, that um, one's name there was is also There is also a robot? Robot? An android? A robot, an android. Yeah. Well, and many, then there... How many attachments does he have? What's the There's name? this one scene where they're all eating, eating in the cafeteria. We haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> What's the name of the robot? Uh, by the way, you're not allowed to use that. <laughs> <laughs> That's mine. Um, I thought it was Bishop. Okay. Yeah, Bishop. Anybody else on the crew? Uh, yeah, there's like two or three other people kind of... Kind of do you know incidental any, characters? Any of their names? Nope. Okay. That's okay. I don't know any of them. Oh, and names Sigourney either. Weaver's name is Ripley. Red shirt number three. <laughs> okay. So I think what? it's Eleanor Ripley. That is her name, Ellen Ripley. Yeah. That's correct. So what are the major challenges that are featured in this film? Uh that the alien wants to kill everybody and eat them. Okay. A any other subplots? B-plots? Uh, that they're all working for an evil corporation. Well, I mean, you know, yeah. are they evil or are they just trying to make money? Yes. Certain socialists might argue that people who try to make money at the expense of other people are evil. Mm -hmm. Not that I'm a socialist. Hello, NSA. Uh, they're coming, by who's, the way, right Who's now. in it? Sigourney Weaver. And? and? No clue. Really? No. Um, there's... Bob Dole. Okay, so I'm going to go for the standard one. I'm going to say <laughs> Willem Dafoe. Right. I'm going to say character actress Margot Martindale. Don't forget Ice-T. <laughs> no, he wasn't in this one. Are you sure? Because... Yeah. Um, and then I believe Usain Bolt was the one who was in the alien costume. 
Huh? Oh, okay. um, no, it wasn't. It was Carl Weathers. Oh, right. Yeah, it was Carl right. Weathers. Sorry. Of, of Apollo Creed th- fame. Mm-hmm. Yes. I also haven't seen any of the Rocky movies. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. We're not shocked anymore. Fucking hate Rocky. Was it good for their career? Oh, it was exceptionally good for Sigourney Weaver's career. That's fair. Yeah. I, yeah. Not I think, really. I what about the Xenomorph? Uh, it was pretty good for his career, too. It's not a Xenomorph. I mean, he was in four other movies, at least. Actually, and a number of comic books. Yeah. Uh, books. Franchises. Everything. AVP and all that good uh, stuff. There's, there's more coming out in the next year or two from yeah. what I was reading. Mm-hmm. So do so. you know any memorable scenes that may have been featured in other films? Yes. There's one scene where they're all in the ship and they're coming out of cryosleep. Uh-huh. And you sort of get that introductory pan of the whole thing. And uh, uh-huh. So have you seen that or seen that in a trailer or something maybe? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Okay. Hmm. Any? I might be mixing it up with Aliens 2 at this point. Any, or Aliens 3. Any other notable scenes? Um, any? I know there's at least one point where a guy gets face hugged, but mm-hmm. I don't know completely how that winds up happening. Right. I think he's an idiot who stares at this egg that's slowly opening. That is typically how that happens. I mean, it's it's kind of stupid because if something is slowly and menacingly open, I, I really wouldn't think, hey, let's lean over and look down into it. Listen, I, I agree with you. And that and that's that's not lost on me having seen the movie. Uh, I, I Because you've seen other alien movies also. Yes. I always would wonder why they would put their head closer to something like that. My instinct would be preservation, and I would want to back up perhaps a little bit from yeah. that. Or yeah. if I was going to attempt to look into some kind of strange egg lock structure. I'd poke it with a stick or something. Yeah, or you know, I'd be wearing a full-face helmet or something like that. Well, right. Do you look yeah. down the barrel of a shotgun? No, you no. don't. Yeah, if there's some fleshy blob starts moving, it's time to enact the GTFO protocol. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. yes, and this is also the one I think that, no. No, it was a later one that said nuke them for morbid. It's the only way to be sure. Yeah, that was Aliens. Was, that was, was Aliens. So. You've seen two. Aliens was also the one with in the pipe 5x5, five five, right? That yes. is yeah. correct, yeah. So would you say that this movie is culturally relevant? Extremely culturally relevant. It's had a big impact on yes. science fiction at large. Yes. Who science. do you think the director is? Uh, Ridley Scott. That's correct. And yeah, was yeah. this good for Ridley Scott's career? Pretty good, yeah. Can you name any other movies he went on to direct? Uh, I don't know if he did Aliens. Uh, I believe he did Alien Resurrection, though. He has done a number of other movies, though. Any any other None big that movie? I can immediately think of? No. Okay. Oh, Mitch has his hand Mitch up. Has... I I know one. Are you gonna allow me to answer? Absolutely. How about Blade Runner? <laughs> oh right, yeah, he did that one too. Yeah. Didn't he do Gladiator? Uh, I think so. It's yeah. worth a Google. Well. Hmm. There's no possible way that we could find that out to be tr- to be sure or not. So yeah, <laughs> except for yeah, except for hey Google, <laughs> hey Google, did Ridley Scott direct Gladiator? Yeah, you're <laughs> fucking worthless. All right, and that, well, ladies and gentlemen, is why you need an Alexa. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, I think that pretty much covers everything. Uh, most importantly, will you like it? Um. Or will you lose friends? Um, I mean, I've avoided this in part because this particular one was more in the horror direction than the other ones. And I'm not usually a big fan of horror, but this is also horror from the early, early 80s. So it's probably not going to be 
that terrifying. It's more of suspense horror than anything else. Uh, yeah, here's more the thriller than just straight up horror horror. Back then, even back then, they weren't they wouldn't show you the, you know, they wouldn't give you a good glimpse of what was actually happening, whether it was gore, the monster, or anything like that. So this is still in that vein, and it's not really till the very end that you get a really good shot, you know, of the of the creature basically itself. So they do a lot of close-ups and a lot of blood splats and stuff like that. Right. And, so uh, they leave it more to the imagination, which is more effective right. when you have more not... horrific. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll take a break and we'll uh, watch Alien and then we'll come back and we'll talk about it. Hooray. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. And we're back. We are back. So, so Jeff, did you like it? Yeah, it was a good movie. Okay. I'll allowed to be allowed to continue to live in this house then. Yes. Yes. So you liked it? Yeah. It was okay, good I'm Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> and the end. So what would you say you liked about it? Um, well, the designs were fantastic. Um, the characters felt very real in the situations. It wasn't one of these movie situations where they artificially generated drama for the point of driving movie plot. It was, I mean, there were a couple of situations of why the hell would you do that? But those happen in any movie. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And for a movie that is currently almost 40 years old, it held up quite well. Yeah. I, I thought so too. Because there was plenty of actual film direction put into it and it didn't come off as, hey, look what I learned in film school. It actually came off well. Well, yeah. Ridley Scott is the kind of director that they teach in film school. Although 40 years ago, he probably wasn't as much because he didn't already have aliens in his pocket or alien in his pocket and the other movies that came after it that he directed. I feel like the characters were real organic. Always. I always thought that. I felt like there was a lot of I, I know for a fact there was a lot of ad libbing on this show, especially between Harry Dean Stanton and the other guy. But especially those guys, it just felt really natural really organic they didn't seem like actors to me right yeah seems like people who actually work during right and yeah. when when parker was constantly interrupting ripley as she was trying to say things that <laughs> seemed like the kind of thing that would be happening it wasn't something where it was obvious that you know here is the break and then the next person's cue where they interrupt and then the break in the next person's cue mm -hmm. it was very organic between them all mm -hmm. well since we brought up a bunch of characters let's talk about best and worst starting with best kyle i'm gonna take the obvious and go with ripley that's the easy way out though. it is the easy oh, she was way kind out. of a badass i but mean she she said i mean that essentially it launched uh sigourney weaver's career it launched sort of this wave of badass female protagonists like when you look at terminator 2 mm -hmm. and just kind of had that whole wave i mean it created the mold that other female protagonists could use in a successful action movie. Fair enough. All right. Jeff? Um, Harry Dean Stanton's character, Dallas. God damn you. That's not, that's not Dallas. Dallas was the... Uh... Oh, I'm sorry. No. Dallas is who I meant, not Harry okay. Dean Stanton. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Dallas... Harry Dean Stanton was the other mechanic. Tom Skerritt was Dallas. Yeah, he was the Tom captain of the ship. Yeah. Because he seemed like he was a reasonable individual who was trying to make the best of the situation, wound up, 
you know, in a terrible bind. Eh, but, you, know. you know, shit happens. Yeah. Especially when there's alien parasite type thing on your ship killing everybody, right. eating their brain. Chasing an alien around. What are right. you going to do? Right. How about you, Mitch? Uh, it was Harry Dean Stanton, actually, was my favorite character. He constantly fucked with everybody. He was always talking about money. You know, like, this guy wanted to get paid and work. He's like, I'm not going to work anymore if you're not going to fucking pay me. So, he was, uh, and, you know, like, <laughs> I, 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 I'll I, actually uh, save, like, my favorite scene. I have a favorite scene right. well, uh, get, with him. Get but, to that next. Yeah, but he is definitely my favorite actor. And he actually felt the most organic out of all of them. He was constantly rolling joints. He was constantly smoking them. I mean, you could say they were cigarettes, but everybody knows those weren't cigarettes. Right. Cigarweed. Cigarweed. (laughs) (laughs) Harry Dean Stanton, my pick. Well, if I had to make a pick, it's probably going to be a little controversial, but I liked Ian Holm portraying Ash the android. He was mod fucking fantastic. He captured that I'm almost human, but not quite. And it really came off in his performance. So, <laughs> And, you know, he was doing what he had to do. And if people died, then, well, you know. That's not in his programming to give. It's not like he would have died. Exactly. Right. So that's my uh, option for best. Incidentally, he went on to play the uh, the priest in Fifth Element. That's right. Mm-hmm. So you might and that actor. Bill Bob Baggins. Yes. And, of course, Bilbo Baggins. Yes. Also Bilbo Baggins. Okay, how about worst? <laughs> worst character in the movie? Anybody? Uh, the blonde-haired woman. That is also my pick. The blonde-haired woman. She served absolutely no purpose. Except she, she for to be... She pretty much served to be the... She was Dallas's girlfriend, basically. Well, and the assumed uh, female position in this kind of movie normally, which is the constantly panicked, constantly... Worried about everything, overreacting, overly emotional. Everything that Ripley was like not. Precisely. So while I don't think the actress did a bad job in portraying her, I don't think they gave her a lot to work with. Mm. So She was going to be a weak character to begin with. Yeah, because she was pretty much there to exemplify other people's shortcomings. She could have literally not been in the movie, to be honest. So I feel like the worst character in this movie is Kane, John Hurt's character. Yeah. Uh, cause he basically did a bunch of stupid things and got everybody killed. It's true. Well, he didn't, he didn't get everybody killed. If you're going to lay that, it's going to be on the feet of Dallas and his girlfriend. Actually, bottom line is, is the android just... got everybody killed because he well, let yeah. them in yeah. the door. Yeah. And furthermore, John Hurt, what was his name in the movie? Kane. Kane. Kane right. He said it like half a billion times. Um, Kane did make mistakes, but if they had just gone, look, he's been infected by an alien, we're leaving him, the whole thing would have been avoided. Yeah. So. And that would have been a much shorter and happier ending movie. Well. Not really, because they would have still had a potentially psychotic android on board that would likely be consistently sabotaging the ship to keep them on the planet until they got a sample of the life form. I thought it was funny to point out that, uh, in a couple of scenes, Ian Holm was drinking milk. Or, you know. Right. What might have? What might be inside him? At, at, you know, it's, it almost seemed like foreshadowing to me. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, it was the you know protein suspension that keeps their that keeps them right. android that's, innards. That's what was in all those pustules inside him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about oh, okay. you, Kyle? Worst character. I'm gonna have to side with these guys and go with the blonde chick. Mm-hmm. I was like, you're just fucking annoying. 
Well, I mean, there's a lot more that could have gone with the character. Again, I don't think that the actress did a bad job. I just don't think they gave her a lot. No, there wasn't a lot of story with her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Could have been better. That's like rolling into that party and then somebody's there and you're who the fuck are you and why are you here? <laughs> Who invited you? <laughs> like, uh, like, do you know people at this party or are you just a rando that mm-hmm. showed up? Mm-hmm. That's her. Although, again, kudos to Alien for not immediately killing the black character. Well, yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> that's not as big of a trope as you might think. Uh, how about scenes? Mitch, you said you had one? I did. My uh, favorite scene is when... Um... Harry Dean Stanton and uh, the other guy, the engineer. I forgot his name. What's the other engineer's name? Parker. Parker. That's right. You know, they're giving the assessment to Ripley as to, you know, what's going on. And she's trying to get the report so she could report back to Dallas what's going on. And they are just messing with her. And then they bring up the money again in the middle of that. Like, out of nowhere, just bring up the money again. We're not going to fix anything until, you know, until we get this deal worked out, this bonus deal worked out or whatever. And then... Uh, the whole time, they just keep increasing the pressure of all that mist that's, you know, so it's just getting louder and louder and louder. And they're like, what? What? Fuck you. What? Fuck you. You know, and then as soon as she turns around and leaves, like, they shut it off and it's like completely quiet. Like, it just <laughs> totally cracked me up. The, the scene was perfect. It carried the right amount of humor. It portrayed exactly what they were trying to get across, which was we want our bonus, you know. It, it was just, it was a great scene. That was my favorite scene in the whole movie. Yeah. Jeff, you got one? Um, I gotta say the Ian Holm, once he's been partially decapitated and they reactivate him, mm-hmm. the whole, I can't lie to you about your circumstances. Oh, uh, yeah. You have my sympathies. Mm-hmm. That was, that was nice foreshadowing and then the sort of quirked up smile response to it, just very much wanted you to punch him in the face. They pulled the plug right as he was smiling, and then when it flashed back to the dummy, it was smiling. Yeah. It was pretty good. Hmm. I gotta say, perhaps my favorite scene of the movie, at least most impactful, is the one that a lot of people take away, and the one that we've been using as an ongoing joke, which is the cafeteria scene. Cafeteria. I mean, it's it's a scene to break the tension, you know, something weird has happened, but everything's alright, and everybody's happy, and having a good time, and Mm -hmm. then... And are you choking? What's <laughs> and then and shit just goes wrong. Pop when the first pop happens and the blood spray and it all goes all over everybody. They're like, "What the fuck just happened?" Yeah, like nobody expected that. And I remember watching the movie as a kid and thinking to myself, "I'd never even expected that myself." Yeah, it's it was pretty shocking when it happened it, the first time most people saw this. And uh, boy, it's intense. Hmm. So. Mm-hmm. I would have to say, uh, to step away from convention, it wasn't so much a scene that I enjoyed, but uh, something I mentioned at the beginning of the movie, that Ridley Scott does these really good establishing shots. Mm. And it's like- Oh, the panoramic just stuff. The, just the panning where yeah. it shows you everything. It kind of tells its own story. And that created the feel of isolation throughout the entire movie, those establishing shots. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I subsequently had a worse uh, scene. Well, let's talk about it. All right. So, all right. Remember the scene? It was all dark and they were all standing around. Then a bunch of people walked up to the stage and then all of a sudden it was like a flash mob and they all started dancing and the one guy turned around (laughs) 
and he grabbed the girl. He's like, nobody puts baby in a corner. And then they all start dancing. And then it was like the end of the movie. That was my most unfavorite scene. I, I can see why that caused you a problem. Right. Yeah, that seems that seems decidedly out of place. Yeah, you know, it doesn't really feel like right. horror movie. Flash mob. Nobody put, it was a flash mob. They were doing mob. a flash mob before Bam, we called them they, flash yeah, mobs. Then all, all of a sudden everybody's choreographed dancing. What the fuck? Nobody puts baby oh, in Oh, shit. I see where they're going. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. I've had the time of my life. Me oh. too. It was a great movie. And I owe it all to you. Yeah. Thank you, Alien. Boy, that uh, didn't really... It was kind of unexpected. Didn't seem to fit the narrative. But <laughs> well, what you're going to do? I mean, Ridley Scott certainly does experiment with his movies. Right. So, Well, yeah. I mean, he wants to touch every genre. I mean, if we had to pick, if we had to pick a worse scene, though, for me, it was the scene directly after uh, the dude's chest exploded open and all that good stuff. It just pans to the establishing shots of everybody in the rooms like, They're all like hey, you got a cup of coffee? Yeah, I got a cup of coffee. How's your day going? Like, everybody's just, everybody's just normal. Like, dude just fucking alien popped out of his chest and things scurried off like a Muppet. Like, they're like, all right, wrap him up and shoot him off into space. Yeah, they're like, did we fire him? And that was another thing I had a problem with is how he got fired out. He's like, and then all of a sudden, spiral. And he's just bare, like, he's just fucking end over end all the way out in space. I would say my worst scene is the fact that they shot him out into space. I mean, this dude had an encounter, possibly the closest encounter you can have with an alien life right. form. It right. burrowed out of his chest and they're like, do we want to keep this body to maybe research more yeah, about what happened to him? Nah, let's just eject it out into space. It's fine. <laughs> Wrap some teepee around him and shoot him around an airlock and it'll be fine. <laughs> I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Seriously? Yeah. That aren't you don't you have a right. science officer right. there? The science guy would have should have been like, no, we need to save him. And what's left of that alien, and that all needs to come back. Well, the science guy probably lied on his application, you know? He's just like, yeah, no, I'm totally science guy. Oh, hey, we had this thing explode out of his chest. Uh, I've, I've, I would, I'd, I'd fucking get rid of that shit. Like, <laughs> the science guy was the android, though, so yeah. he was a plant by the Whaling Corp. You, mm. You'd figure that they'd just put him in, you know, one of those stasis chambers, maybe not with the oxygen or anything, and then just call it good. Right. But, mm. oh, well. No. Jeff? Crew, um, crew expendable. Again, I hate to be hammering on him, but the John Hurt scene where he slips and he doesn't immediately try to scramble back up to where he was. Oh, with the eggs? Yes. Yeah, that's so another... So he, he falls under flag. this mist and he's all like, oh no, I'm okay, I'm just going to wander around and look at these eggs. Oh, it looks like there's something alive inside. Oh wait, the egg's opening. Let me lean over and look into this egg. Right, I should have just opened my visor for it, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's just make it so that it can make my mouth its vagina. I'm yep. ready to be face-hugged. Uh, 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 uh. Yep. Impregnated. Yeah. Delicious. In your face. Uh -huh. Alrighty. Would you watch it again? Yeah. Yeah, okay. People who have seen it and have watched it again, did you notice anything this go-round that you maybe didn't remember, didn't see? From well, the this particular cut that I saw was probably the most extended cut. I... I've seen an extended cut before, but I guess this was the director's cut, right? This is the longest, most, bestest cut I could find. The, the definitive one, I, I would probably right. say. So there was a lot of extra establishing stuff, like Kyle was mentioning, but there was even more of that, you know, than, than in the normal cuts. Bunch of scenes where they're arguing about where they are, where they not are, stuff like, like that was never in the movie version, you know? And, and I felt like that kind of established more of the characters and who they are. Getting to see them do more of their each individual jobs and stuff like that. It was, you know, there was extra banter about the the bonus and the contract, you know. 
It was just, they made it a thing through the whole movie, those guys. Extra scenes, little little tiny things too, I noticed. Like when the suits, the spacesuits were respirating for them, they were blowing out, you know, puffs of steam or whatever. It was just mm-hmm. a nice effect. I never really noticed that before. How about you, Kyle? Yeah. Anything well, this, this time around, other than all the new scenes that I'd never seen before because I never saw the super uber director's cut. Right. Uh, I would say this time around, what I really wanted to focus on was the direction uh, that Ridley Scott took it. And I I really appreciated like the establishing shots that made it feel like isolation. And granted, I looked at something that told me to kind of focus on that before we were even going to do this podcast. So, you know, it's kind of I kind of feel like I cheated there. But uh, I really wanted to focus on how he created the atmosphere. Because, I mean, really, the thing that made it scary was the atmosphere. It had nothing to do with the actual fear. Right. Yeah, the alien itself was more a vector and not so much what they were afraid of. It's an expression of how you're isolated, you're alone, Mm -hmm. there's nobody coming to help you, and you're still having to deal with horror from beyond yeah so. i mean for fuck's sake the guy had a lunch of three people and then sigourney reaver sees me he's just like i'm just trying to sleep in the wall right, right. here yeah uh he's gonna need a little fiber off. to pass three people I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah right <laughs> definitely need some roughage then all that. of a sudden he's getting woken up shot out an airlock shot with a thing and then torched yeah. and then i did also notice the fact that she apparently was venting different types of gases hmm. so clearly they did have a star trekian like system where they could just vent random gases it did areas. look like she was trying not just you know venting oxygen but trying to coax him out of that cupboard first. yeah because she knew she had to in order to get him yeah. off the ship right right so yeah singing a, a limerick to herself the whole time to keep her sanity so we know that this movie is popular mm-hmm. but how popular is it let's know. start with what did it cost to make Alien. All right, so this Probably is... Probably a, a lot. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. This is a Ridley Scott movie, an early Ridley Scott. I mean, not not that early, but... Well, I, I mean, I guess pretty early now that I think about it. It's 79, right? Yeah. Yes. Ah, gosh, it's got to be in the millions, man. I got to say 15 million was, to make it. I was going to say 17 million to make it. I'm going to say 7.5. All right, well, Kyle is the closest without going over. Really? There are some debate of the final tally of this movie, but it's somewhere between 9 to $11 million. Mm. Oh. Well, it's also $1979, so right. that went a lot further back then. Right. I, th- I think it probably made a billion dollars, right? <laughs> no, because uh, Force Awakens passed a billion, and Alien wasn't anywhere mentioned on that, but it's probably in the hundreds of thousands. I would imagine. I'm going to guess no. 250000 no, they made $250 million. $150 million. Right. Yeah. That's, that's what I thought. Uh, overall or in the box office? Box office. Oh, I'm going to say $110 million. I'm going to say $300 million. Well, once again, Kyle is correct. Mm. There's, again, some debate, uh, but they say the box office on this is between 104.9 or $203.6 million. Wow. Of course, that means it made quite a bit of cash. Yeah, when yeah. you basically tenfold the amount of investment in it, that is a culturally significant film. Yeah. In fact... It was met with critical acclaim and found box office success, winning the Academy Award for Best Visual Effects, mm-hmm. three Saturn Awards for Best Science Fiction Film, Best Direction for Ridley Scott, and Best Supporting Actress for Cartwright, a Hugo wow. Award. She got a Best Supporting Actress. She got a Actress Best Supporting Actress. Well, she yeah. was the only other actress. That's true. So, so they had to yeah. give her something. I mean, better than other supporting actresses in films at the time. 
Okay. Probably. Yeah. All right. Uh, going on, it won a Hugo Award for Best Dramatic Presentation. Uh, it's been consistently praised in years since its release and is considered one of the greatest films of all time. In 2002, good. Alien was deemed culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant by the Library of Congress and was selected for preservation in the United States National Film Registry. How about mm. that? And I still hadn't seen it until today. <laughs> In 2008, it was ranked by the American Film Institute as the seventh best film in the science fiction genre. What is the sixth? And the 33rd greatest film of all time. Wow. Which is pretty goddamn good. I'd like to know what the 32nd one is. So clearly, it's very, 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 very popular. (laughs) It launched an entire universe. Uh, uh, movies and books and comic books, as we mentioned before. And there's even more movies coming out to this day. Mm -hmm. Not to mention the endless crossovers. Right. Right. So now that you've actually seen this movie, did you recognize parts that had been referenced in other media? Oh, God, yes. Can you name a few? Well, the cafeteria scene got replicated in Spaceballs. (laughs) Right. With John Hurt. With John Hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm pretty sure I've seen a number of chest burster um thing there's been a number with, of them throughout mm-hmm. with various voices and played up for parody and stuff like that um mostly it's that scene that scene seems to be the most replicated well, in well, parody. terms like chest burster face hugger those like those were deemed right there that that's yeah. part of the pop culture right well i mean one could argue that it is the most impactful scene of the film because mm-hmm. it's it's really the shit done got real moment of the film because before that, there had been danger, but it was mostly esoteric, nothing direct, nothing eminent. So. Mm-hmm. There's certainly some stuff about Ripley and things like that, and there's a lot of stuff that's parodied later on mm-hmm. in the subsequent movies. But yeah, from this particular one, I, I think it's just the chestburster scene is pretty much the major thing that people pull out of it. There's one thing that I noticed I wanted to point out. It, it's not exactly relevant to what we're talking about right now, but... The- they did a lot of things where you'd mentioned they didn't kill off the black guy first, right? Which was kind of a thing. Hmm. Um, not so much, but kind of. But also, they only made like one sexual joke. Even though there's two women and, you know, three men on the on the ship, you, you figured that there might be some sort of... Well, and, and especially being the 70s, perhaps some sort of... Some more banter, you know, some more battle of the sexes. And none of that really existed. And I really feel like they portrayed the the future kind of of humanity but when back then women were still struggling with you know all all sorts of issues and it's it's better now and it's not even the best you know what i mean so it, right. i just thought it was funny that it, it was uh there was only like one sexual reference yeah, made. didn't even yeah, and didn't even come up they were all just equals yeah and yeah. again there wasn't any aside from uh cartwright's character kind of portraying the stereotypical female mostly there wasn't any real difference between the two genders you know ripley was expected to be able to do all the stuff and everybody else was expected to do all their own tasks and things like that and you know there wasn't there wasn't a sign that somebody was specifically ill-fitted for this task because they were a woman or a man well, I suppose we could, um, since this is a good movie and there's not much to really riff off of, we could break down the component parts of the movie and talk about those. All right. Okay. So, Which component? Well, let's talk about 
you know, the screenplay, the actual guts of the story. I mean, it's pretty well put together. Mm-hmm. Um, there's probably some things you could trim if you wanted to, t- to tighten this down to an hour and 30, but... Well, and at the same time, it's a simple enough story that it doesn't get too bogged down. Right. It's not something that needs a lot of B and C plots to sort of beef it back up, and it's not something that's so convoluted it needs three and a half hours to really explain. True. It never needed to go anywhere else than where it went with the way that, you know, the story was written. Any thoughts on the screenplay, Kyle? Well, it's hard because I feel like, again, the strength of this entire movie is in the direction. So you could have taken a shit turd of a fucking screenplay, put it in the middle of this directing, and it still would have shined. So the screenplay itself, I mean, it was... You're being stalked by a supernatural predator, and then, I mean, that's the long and short of it. You just have some really good acting and some great direction, and right. that's what made the movie. Right. Well, look at the acting, like, um, before the alien was introduced, and the way that they were interacting, and the way that they were talking. It, it sounded like people dealing with people, you know? It didn't sound like actors reciting lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, sounded, it, no. it felt grittier. It felt almost amateur acting compared to, and that was the beauty in that is that that was actually superior acting making you feel that way. Right. The early parts of this movie could have been just as easily an episode of like Dirty Jobs. Right. Where they just come onto the scene and here's what space space, truckers. Yeah. Here's what space truckers do. Right. (laughs) And then shit goes wrong. Right. Right. That that did it for me. That even did it for me back then because I remember watching it and then watching it over the years and thinking to myself, God, are they just... Are they not following a script? Are they improving all this? And you come to find out that Harry Dean Stanton was totally improving a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. uh, with the Parker character. Um, but yeah, for the most part, it, even that you couldn't tell almost what was scripted and what was. I like to mention lighting um, in the cinematography of it because they really used light to good effect. I yeah. mean, in the later parts of the film where shit's really popping off, they they got out strobes, they right. got out fire they got out you know flashing emergency lights and it really it almost makes you feel uncomfortable just watching it and you it puts you in the scene and yeah uh, and actually along those same lines they use lighting to a great effect when ripley gets off the ship that's about to be destroyed which is just going wacky with klaxons and alarm lights and she gets on the shuttle the lighting becomes a lot more even a lot more peaceful Mm -hmm. you know they're clearly setting you up for that and i think the intention with the alien at that point was not that they were necessarily actively trying to scare. It was more that the threat still lingers. It right. wasn't trying to be a jump scare. It was just trying to be, no, you're not quite as safe as you thought you were. Mm-hmm. But if you do something, you could be safe. Really? And then that's how Ripley's character really stepped forward as the badass right. because she was capable of doing something to secure her safety as opposed to just sitting around and letting her safety be taken away from her. One of the other bad scenes, and it was had to do with the time, obviously, because there wasn't really any CGI back then, but that quote-unquote nuclear explosion of the ship at the end, and yeah. they, they revisited that explosion like three different times, you know, like, that was that was bad. I, I'm surprised nobody had uh, yeah, you'd picked think that, that one up either. You know, they might have done like a George Lucas treatment on that, right. and kind of gone in, retouched it, because that was definitely one of the weakest effects of the right. film. For sure. Well, and they took the model completely off, so it was just that visual effect on the film. Mm. Well, clearly the acting was very good in this movie, yeah. uh, mostly because of who was in it. So it yeah, seemed to work out. Good actor. Seemed to yeah. work out last week. 
you're going to cast Ellen Ripley today, who plays Ellen Ripley? Oh, God. Uh, who, play, who is a strong uh, Gal Gadot? I mean, you could put Gal Gadot in any role. She's Laura good. Croft, Gal Gadot. <laughs> we're, we're talking about Laura Croft, right? No? I mean, Princess Leia, Gal Gadot. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what would be she good Ellen Ripley. She wouldn't do well in like a quote unquote dumb girl role. So like you no. couldn't put her in a modern day remake of Legally Blonde. No, 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 but, no, no. Uh, she has to be behind a computer console telling a ship what to do. And yeah, but she does very well as a badass. Right. So mm, right. And since Ellen Ripley is one of the quintessential female mm-hmm. film badasses. I'd say that's a good pick. You know, everybody else was bagging on uh, the the third movie, and and as far as all of them, I also feel it's the weakest out of the franchise. But four, what what was that called? Resurrection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I you know people bag on that too, and I have to tell you, I absolutely loved Resurrection. I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was just just as good, just to, almost in a different way. You know, the time is changing. And and it's like what three hundred years later, uh, after the events of three, and you could really tell with the tech and the style and the clothing and the hairstyles, even of some of those uh, people with the different colors of the shaved on the sides, or what, like it was literally they literally moved it forward in time, and and it they created that effect. And I know that's not the movie we were watching at this point, but I just thought it was. Interesting to mention, if we ever get to Resurrection, that'd be fantastic. Have you seen that one, Jeff? Yes, I have. Oh, okay. Yeah. So no, then we'll never get to that. Part. Yeah, <laughs> Jeff's seen most of the Alien movies except for the most recent ones, and he didn't see Alien 3. But right. You should that's... see Alien 3 simply because it's in the... It's there. Yeah, and listen, it's not bad. I've said this when we were talking about it before. One of the things that was also really good about three was literally the acting was was carrying that because it wasn't the effects of the alien running all over the place. Right. And and the alien was actually shitty in comparison to the other ones because this particular alien ate a dog and became an alien instead of a human. So it was more of a dog like alien. Right. So they did a lot more work with puppetry rather than, you know, right actual action. moving people. Right. So oh, okay. And some, you know, CG, which was bad at the time. Right. I'm sure. So yeah. It did not hold up well. I would watch it again, but probably not for this show. I would so. too, but if I had a choice, it would be Resurrection all day. And if you haven't seen Prometheus and Covenant, yeah, you got that. It's literally part of the lore. You have to work that in. I just wish they would have done better in the movies. It was really, I thought they were fantastic. So. Uh-huh. This franchise has had a rocky, you know, some of them are really good, some of them mm-hmm. are really bad. I, I remember mean, that Alien versus Predator one? Yeah, the uh, basically all the Aliens versus Predators have been failures. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting and it's nice to see the crossover, but... Well, it was it was fantastic at the comic book world. I mean, the, the Aliens versus Predator comic book, all the novels, they mm-hmm. were quite good, yeah. but... For whatever reason, they just never translated to film. I think Predator isn't quite as good on film as it is in, you know, a comic environment. Probably right. So, mm. Much like that uh, uh, Terminator versus Robocop, which was great, great in the comic book series, but I don't think they could ever bring that to the film. Probably not. No. 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 Uh, let's see. Um... I think we're supposed to vamp here. This is where we're supposed to talk about stuff. This is where we vamp. Oh, yeah. This is where we vamp. Oh, yeah. 
Well, I mean, we've covered most of the things because we started with a fairly rambling uh, discussion about this. So most of my notes here have been covered. Like, did this movie age well? Yeah. Hell yes, it did. Does it look good? Hell yes, it does. It does. It's one of the best films of all time. Yeah. I mean, Fair it's, it's up there with Star Wars as influential science fiction. Right. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah. Well, I was going to say, much like Star Wars, Star Trek, and those kinds of big franchises, it was... Again, like you said, it had some good ones, some bad ones, some mediocre ones. Mm-hmm. The music was fantastic. It was all orchestrated and right, lots yeah, of and it all orchestral and they hits. Did, and... They didn't go uh, overboard. As a matter of fact, the majority of the action, or while, or the majority of the acting, while like looking around for the alien and talking to one another. Literally had no music score to it whatsoever. Right. No. Nothing going on in the background, which also, I think, added to that grittiness that, that we liked about it. Yeah, yeah, they didn't want to do, like, A Nightmare on Elm Street and just add early 1970s synth background. Yeah, it didn't have the strange orchestral hits that we've seen in some of the other movies right. where it's like, mm-hmm. why the hell did they do this? And the time of my life. Well, you know, if this were a Hitchcock movie, it might have been done differently. They mm. would have definitely hit more on the, you know, scariness because right. he liked his impactful sound and stuff. And that's mm. another thing that they used the music for was the jump factor. Boom! They hit you with a Right. Orchestrated blast of music at the same time the alien jumps out or something. Mm-hmm. Well, that pretty much covers it. So, any parting thoughts? Anybody? Kyle? Great movie. It is a great movie. Yeah. It's hard to argue that, it, really. It, it keeps well even today, almost 40 years later. Yeah. If, if you haven't seen this movie, absolutely see this movie. Mm-hmm. It is one of the best. Don't be a Jeff. <laughs> don't be <a> Jeff. <laughs> don't, don't, don't be, be Jeff. pop stupid. Don't me me. Be better. (laughs) Yeah, better than. All right, well, anyway, I was James. Every once in a while, I'm still Kyle. I think I'm Mitch. And I'm Jeff. I'm a little less pop stupid. This has been a production of the Discord Engineering Podcast Network. If you enjoyed our show, consider supporting us on Patreon. We offer early releases of new episodes, bonus episodes, our favorite clips from the cutting room floor, and a monthly Q&A. We'll also be taking requests for the movies you'd like to see us talk about only on our Patreon. Our shows exist thanks to the support from our listeners. So consider stopping by www.patreon.com slash discordengineering and help us make others a little less pop stupid.